Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you'll need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. We are live here on the MMA Industry Podcast. I am James Lynch here with uh, Jim Edwards, uh, veteran journalist, uh, MMA Knit, uh, a bunch of other sites too. Uh, we're here in Brooklyn right now, actually. Uh, we're about eight hours away from UFC 223, and I'll apologize in advance for the uh, not-so-great webcam and not-so-great audio. We're actually in the lobby here in, uh, in at the Holiday Inn here in downtown Brooklyn. Figured we'd do a podcast. I wasn't able to do one on Thursday. So we're going to just talk about us covering UFC 223 this week and obviously talking about uh, Jim a little bit here, who I've been uh, trying to get on the show, and it's finally we're in the same city it's just a lot easier without the time change and all that but uh first off jim uh, how you doing what a week we've experienced here in brooklyn it's kind of nuts yeah before we uh, just jumped on there we're talking about we're, we're pretty tired but i'm, I'm actually get up for fight night now i'm ready yeah. for it it's um i think we talked to a few like the, the real hardcore vet journalists like john morgan and ariel this week have been saying that it is 100 the craziest fight we we have ever been on um, yeah so I, I feel good in the sense that you know, I feel good in the sense I think we've all done a good job. I think yeah. collectively as an MMA media, people have, like, obviously there have been a few criticisms, but I think collectively we've done a good job reporting the news. And, um, yeah, it's been it's been an experience. Yeah, it certainly has. Uh, before we get into all that, I want to talk a little bit about you first. Uh, you're, like a lot of people in this industry, uh, you have a full-time job outside sure. of doing all the great work that you've mm-hmm. been doing. Um, how has that been, and what is it that you do for, for you know, your day job for people who might be wondering? Yeah, so... I work for uh, Allianz Insurance. It's an okay. insurance company. It's the uh, biggest in the world, actually, I believe, for car insurance. It's uh, based in Germany. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been there for around five years now. I do a bit of a flexible role, really. It's kind of like digital marketing. Uh, that's kind of my background. Uh, uh, you know, just I do. I kind of do like a lot of kind of social media around the company, um, not like new propositions and like building kind of like digital products. So that's okay. kind of my background, right? So more in the marketing space. And prior to that, I've been at a company called Unilever, which is again in a more of a brand and marketing role. So that, that's where I've kind of been all my career. Like you say, five days a week, like like everyone, well, like most of us, like 90% of the industry. Yeah. Yeah, it's people uh, you know who have those full time jobs because uh, you know it's it's tough to do this full time. The money's just not uh, what it is. But um, uh, one of the things I like doing when I start the show off is kind of talk about how my guests mm-hmm. and I met. And if I'm not mistaken, did we meet at UFC 196? It was Diaz McGregor. 
You were there oh, for that, man. right? Yeah, was yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah. I remember, and I just sort of knew about you because you were at MMA Latest at the time, doing yeah. the videos, doing all the stuff. Was that where you first started, or was there like a site that you worked for before that? No, MMA Latest was the first one. Um, I met uh, I met a few guys that I'm still very friendly with, Matt Wells being one of them, Matt, Matt Wells, but who works fan-sided, Slip and Dip podcast. Um, I kind of met him and online, and we he, he kind of invited me to kind of start working for um, uh, just MMA Latest, and that's where, that's where it kind of all began. And uh, I think, like you did, I, I kind of started off in the video space. Mm-hmm. I, if I'm not mistaken, I think you DM'd me one I did. day. Yeah. Like, what setup do you use for your interviews you're doing? It's yeah. just crazy how it's developed, right? We, I know. We and go down our separate paths. Um, I think I did my first um, side-by-side kind of interview online, uh, like, the, like I had been doing like years ago. Like for the first time in years, like last week with Yuani and Jacek. And I was like, having to scramble around like so many people do. Like, what programs do I use? What? Uh, but, I mean, that's kind of where I started. I started at MMA Latest. Um, um, I guess the luxury with me and my full-time job is, um, although I do work an incredible amount of hours, like when you combine the two together, I do I do have good money. I've got the good disposable income. And that's how I can get myself to some of the shows that perhaps my outlets can't pay for. Right. And then that's sort of the same thing. What I was doing when I had a full time job was, you know, you do this on the side, you, you take the money from that and invest it into events. And really mm. events is where you're you're going to get a lot of your jobs. Um, we had a, By the way, I got to give a quick shout out last night to uh, Andrew Lawrence over at Middle Easy hosted a really great event last night. Uh, it was yeah, good, it was good. good to get great everyone time. together. Uh, you know, Hunter Homestek was there, Dan Tom. Uh, I mean, there's just everyone there last night. And, and it was good for like us to kind of collaborate and talk about what we've been doing in the media space. And that's sure. why you go to these events. There's a lot of networking. I mean, I can honestly say a lot of the, the freelance gigs that I've got have been through networking mm-hmm. at events. So it's really good uh, to do that. But uh, let, let's get into uh, UFC 223 this week. Uh, you've been here actually pretty early. When did you get in? You got in, was it Monday I, or Tuesday? I fancied a holiday, man. I got here on yeah. Monday. Well, I thought I was coming for a holiday. Uh, yeah. So my week, uh, I'll, I'll bring it back to Sunday night. So my flight here from London to New York was uh, it was 8 a.m. 8 a.m. Um, in London time, but I, I needed to get to the airport early because uh, I live a bit far away from Heathrow. So my taxi was at five. Yeah. So I get into bed at midnight on Sunday night. Yeah. But my I literally put my head in the pillow, and I always keep my phone nearby. Like we we got a, we're 24 seven on buzz. As soon as my head hits the pillow, I get a buzz, and I see the text. It's Brett Okamoto says Tony's out, mm-hmm. and that was it. That, that was Sunday night wrap. I didn't get to bed that night. I was just filing reports for all the outlets I worked for. Yeah. Um, so it all started there. Got here Monday, pretty quiet day Monday. Met up with a few of the fighters at the hotel, um, and then Tuesday it all kicked off. So I was the guy that um, I guess saw uh, was in and around the Artem Lobov and um, that's right, Khabib Nurmagomedov uh, hotel incident. And the, the story behind that is I was actually working. Um, processing some of the video that I shot on Monday in like the bar area of the hotel. Mm. Um, and I saw all this commotion going on down uh, some hallway uh, just opposite where I was. And I actually missed it. Um, but when I ran up to the incident, there were obviously people who had their phones out recording it. And some guy was like, look at this, show me the video. And I, and I literally said to him, please, can I use your video? And he was kind enough to say, yeah, go for it. Mm. Um, and then it, it's just all gone downhill from there, James. I don't really yeah. know what to say. Like Tuesday. Well, and what's interesting about that is like, so, you know, we, we saw the video, we saw sort of what happened. Mm. And then we heard that it was pretty serious with the sense, with the fact that yeah. Artem had to move hotels. Yeah. So can I add something? Yeah. And I haven't, yeah. I haven't published this yet. Uh, not because not like I'd been asked not to, it was because I wanted a bit more of a complete picture. So after that incident happened, I actually saw Artem. Oh, okay. Uh, walking back into the hotel. So directly after that incident happened, he went out. I, I was told to get some food. He probably kind of wanted to get away from the incident. Mm. 
as he was walking back in from coming out, I said, obviously, this has all gone down. The internet's going crazy. I say to Artem, Artem, what happened here? Like, what went on? And he goes, it was just a small scuffle. Like, you know, there, there was like lo- loads of, like, even his friends kind of surrounded me and were getting in my face. Um, he said, he used the word intimidating. And then his phone rang, as it does. And he starts speaking in Russian to someone for, like, 20 minutes. And I was just standing there like a bit of an idiot. Um, so I signal to him that I'm leaving. Um, and he, and he, so he kind of goes like that and he goes, just text me tomorrow and like we can talk, like I'll talk on camera and we can do an interview. Um, obviously, when I text him in the morning, radio silence, radio yeah. silence. Yeah. Um, it was a WhatsApp message as well. And like I didn't get, I, I still haven't got the, the two blue ticks. So, right. It says um, you read the message. Yeah. yeah so, I mean, um, talking to a few of the Irish journalists that also obviously know Artem very well, uh, they tried to contact him as well. And it absolute radio silence uh, until the first time I saw or even heard um, Artem again was. Uh, that will happen next on the media day. Yeah, and you know, we don't often give our opinions here on the show. We mainly just like to talk about the media perspective, but I do want to sort of weigh in on the whole thing that happened that night mm-hmm. in the sense that if you're Habib Nurmagomedov and you're fighting for the lightweight title on Saturday, what the hell are you doing? I, I get that there's that rivalry between, you know, Artem and, mm-hmm. you know, the gym and, you know, Artem's Russian and he's with, you know, SPG and there's a lot of pride there. Like, what the hell are you doing doing that when you got a, the biggest fight of your life on Saturday? I just, so I, I, just, I, wanna, I don't get it. I want to give a shout out to Reddit. Okay. MMA. They, these guys kill me a lot of the time, but yeah. you know, they um, there there is also a lot of very good stuff published on there. And one of the really good things this week was the fact that um, there was an interview that was translated from Russian, which Artem gave about Khabib, and right. a lot of it was, and it was early this week. So yeah. like, we believe that's kind of what sparked it off. Oh, I see. We're adding so. we're adding numbers together here, and maybe getting two plus two equals five. But what we what we were told and what that interview said is like. Artem was very, very critical of Khabib saying he's running away from Connor and that Connor would knock him out and all this, all this. And it was okay. a very. Um, so that sort of adds to the context of this. Yeah, but then again, like you go back to the question of you can't be that sensitive. Like this is the yeah. fight game, you know. Like and, and and also like why? Like yes, he's saying this, but like why? 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 You, say? Well, no. And what are you reading about this for? Like, like you see that headline, you know, look at it after the fight, man. You got a title fight on Saturday. Mm-hmm. I don't know. That's just to me. It's like that should be the main focus as far as that goes. But anyways, kind of going off there. I just wanted to give my two cents on that. So. That happens Tuesday. I get here Wednesday. I'm here with my buddies uh, Steve Jeffrey, Liam, uh, Sean Ammon. We're all we're all actually staying here at the Holiday Inn. We're sharing a room. You want to talk about the struggle is real uh, covering these events. I'm in like this sardine box of a hotel room yeah. with two beds, and there's four guys, and we're crammed in there just to just to save some cash because uh, you know it gets pricey here in Brooklyn. You know this. It's, oh man, uh, it's expensive. It, it, it adds up. Yeah, it, it definitely is. adds up. So trying to trying to go as cheap as I can. So, so anyway, let me say, just say yeah, something. Yeah. yeah. My my, I'm going to Poland next week. KSW yeah. 43. Yeah. It's costing me an eighth of the amount. It's- <laughs> And like, we're not even factoring in like spend money, and it's expensive. Yeah, yeah. it's it's yeah, crazy. It does cost a lot to come to these events, except for the pizza. The pizza here is cheap, which I like. Good. And, the yeah. and the pizza is amazing. Which uh, follow me on Instagram at Lynch on Sports. Been uh, documenting a lot of that uh, here and there. But uh, but anyway, so yeah, we, we get in Wednesday. I see you. Uh, there's actually a couple uh, fellow fellow journalists here at the, at the hotel as well. Um, so it's been good to you know kind of catch up and do all that. But um, anyway, so you know Wednesday happens. I'll, I'll tell you guys kind of my perspective of what happened here. I can get yours. So Wednesday goes on. We get in. Mm-hmm. Um, I I find out ahead of time that they're not doing uh, media scrums after the open workout. So for me, that that's no good because I I need I need video content. So what I ended up doing. Uh, with Steve and a few of the other journalists that I'm here with is I camped out at the fighter hotel and tried to set up some interviews ahead of time as we uh, got the cleaner in the background here. Apologies for that. And we got this music here too, yeah. which I'm sure We're is just a, a bit out. odd, but, uh, um, you know, uh, 
so so you know I I, I messaged um, Tyson Chartier, who's a manager for you know Calvin Cater, Kyle Bokniak, and uh, I was like, you know what, I'm gonna try and get some content at the hotel. So I ended up doing that. I got an interview with Ray Borg, who I happened to just see there, and you know Ray and I had done an interview before, but Ray had just you know become a father since the last time we talked. He you know he has a baby boy now, and so I wanted to catch up to him and, and talk to him about that. So that turned out really good. And then uh, you know Rob Font was here, you know supporting Calvin Cater and all that. Got to talk to him. Got to talk to uh, Calvin again, just about some stuff. And then Kyle, we did uh, like a cool shoot. If you haven't seen it, go check it out up here on Fightful where uh, Kyle and I actually got to play Street Fighter 2. So my, my thinking was like, if I go to the presser, everyone else is going to be there. Everyone else is, you can't record video there of the of the, uh, the presser and also just the, op the open workouts you can record. But I mean, I just didn't see the value in that. I'd rather get like unique content. So that's what I ended up doing at the hotel was getting some content. I ended up getting, I think, five interviews. So that's what I did on that day. But you went to the presser. And yeah, so I, I had a bit of a luxury this week my yeah. art so i'm um i'm here like credentialed for the independent newspapers but uh, you know i had to do video content for mma knit like you know that i'm allowed to do that because i i'm a, I'm a freelance yeah um anyway so i had the luxury on tuesday of getting that be an awesome video so our right. youtube channel was blowing up so yeah. i could have shot anything on wednesday and it was going to do hits right yeah that's how the youtube algorithm works so i mean i went there it was it was one of the best press conferences i've ever been at like the atmosphere was incredible yeah absolutely insane i i, I think some people who are watching it remotely on the youtube stream were complaining it was too loud because you can really hear what people were saying mm. and i guess that's but if you were there it was, it was, um, it I was just so impressed by Khabib and the way he spoke and the way just Max was almost like a perfect foil. There was respect. There was, there was, that press conference was astronomically better than the one we got yesterday. Right. Okay. So that's interesting. So you have, you know, obviously all this build up and then we go to Thursday, which is media day and you think everything's business as usual. I actually, uh, one thing I wanted to mention about the media day, did you find the press turnout a little bit low? I didn't find there was as much media as, as you normally yeah, get for these so, events. Like just comparing it, for example, of like UFC 213 last year in Vegas. It seemed like there was yeah, so way in, more. In Vegas, Vegas events, yeah. like you, you know, everyone these days, like traditionally, like we do scrums. Yeah. But the last few events over the last few years, like when it's not a Conor McGregor fight week and there's not everyone in the world there, you can kind of do like, okay, you like you got about four or five minutes to do a one-on-one, -on -one, right? Yeah. That we could do that easily yeah. this week. At yeah. UFC two two three, which is supposed to be the biggest event of the year, like you could easily just do one on ones, and everyone was patient enough to do that. There yeah. was only a few scrums going on with like the bigger fighters, but yeah, it was um, yeah, like I, th I think you're right. There wasn't as many press as I thought there would be. So this is supposed to be the biggest one of the year so far. Yeah, no, it's true. And, and maybe, and it, was I, the price. maybe it was the price. It it could, it could have been that. Yeah, no, you're you're definitely right about that. And a quick little uh, thing here. So when I, I people have saw been following me on Twitter and seen all the content I've been doing. I'm, by the way, I'm here accredited for Flow Combat. Talked about this last week on the show. I tried to apply under Fightful. I got a I got approved for Fightful at 218 UFC 218 uh, in Detroit. This one didn't approve me, so I had to go under Flow, which is fine, but. Uh, just a little bit weird that they would approve me for one event and not another one. That's a story for another day. So I'm there for Flow Combat, and uh, you know I get there and I'm like, you know what, Habib and Max Holloway, they're going to be bombarded with people for a scrum. It's good to get that content, but I thought, you know what, I want to get something with Joanna uh, just right off the bat. So she was the first person I went to, so I camped out. And how this works is like, if you get there early to these media events, you kind of have to stake your your claim. Like you put your tripod down at the the seat of where they're sitting, and you say, "Look, I'm gonna go first because it, it really is sort of a doggy dog. I was first man in. And I was yeah. like, "Khabib." <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, no, you were smart. Actually, I I think I initially had Holloway, and then I was like, "Ah, you know what? It's gonna end up being a scrum. Like, I I'd, I'd rather get something with Joanna who's just as big, and and get like a on camera with her, which I did. It turned out great. Yeah. But here's the problem. Um, and this, I mean, this sometimes happens at events, but you know. 
literally when I when I got there because it I mean they, they opened the doors at 11 I think we didn't end up getting started until close to it like 12, it was 12 like 12 15 maybe it was like it was a lot later anyhow so I get there and my, I'm by myself by the time we actually started there was like you know six or seven other tripods media just surrounding me right Holy and I, well. yeah and and you're right and uh and I think they thought it was like going to be a scrum so they're all just chilling out and I'm like no no I'm getting it on camera screw this mm. I got here early I'm getting this on camera so I walked to the front start recording everything's good but here's the weird thing jim everyone's recording me like i can see them recording yeah. me. it's just super weird I, I bet on some polish website some of joanna's answers that i had in my interview are going to show up on there all good but it was still just weird trying to interview her and then you know you want to be mindful of time you don't want people to be like you know upset so i, I got a good interview with her I was, I was happy with it i just thought that was kind of interesting uh for her because i didn't have that with any other fighter i mean i've got a lot of experience with the polish press right i'm not right. pretty much the, i would say i'm probably the the guy that covers KSW the most that speaks English. I think right. that's probably quite correct. Mm-hmm. And I have a, it's, it's a weird setup, man. It's kind of a different mentality with the Polish press. They don't, it's, it's real competitive. It's yeah. real competitive. Like us guys, like, I think there's still competitiveness, but at the end of the day, like, I'm not going to go and barge in. No, we, we help each other out. Yeah. I'm not going to go like ruin your interview and start filming it because I know, I know what the score is, but Maybe it's the language barrier. I don't know what it is, but there's a very different mentality with some of the, the the foreign press. I'm sure they're super friendly people, and like, I'm sure if I got to, if I spoke Polish, we'd probably get on. But like, I, I I will admit, sometimes when I go over there to Poland to cover these events, there is a bit of like frostiness. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's interesting to see how sort of different media approach mm. everything as far as all that goes. Um, one of the interesting things too, like for me, like you have to kind of gauge who you want to get. Like in my head, I'm thinking, mm. okay, I'm looking for hits, but I'm also look like for you know who's going to get like more hits and stuff. And you also got to think like, who am I going to get good content out of? Like, no offense to Henato Moicano, but I was like, I'm not going to get anything good from this guy. He doesn't mm. speak a lot of English, so I, you know, I knew to skip him. So, so my strategy, I'll just tell you quickly what I did, and then we'll get to you. So for my media day, I was like, I'm going to go for like the you know the, the bigger names here. So I, I think I started with Joanna. I went with Felder because I knew I'd get good stuff from Felder. I know that his camp quite well at Rufus Sport. I've interviewed a lot of those guys. Um, and man, it got really quiet in here, by the way. I like, mm. uh, like that we got that. Hopefully, so people can hear really us a little loud. bit. Yeah, now we're really loud, but that, that's that's okay. <laughs> um, we're, we're taking away we this lobby here. Yeah, we had to deal with a bunch of different stuff. So I got Felder, and then I think after that, I got Rose, and there was a bit of a line for her, but I'm like, you know what? I want to get her. I've never spoken to her before. She's the champ. You know, I'll get some good stuff. And she was great. Like, I, I really enjoyed talking to her. But I think had I not got her, I probably could have got two more interviews instead of one. Mm. Just I only ended up – I think I only ended up yeah, getting four. Sometimes you've got to so do you, that, Yeah, right? so, so you got it. So, so for those of you who are watching out here, when you go to media day, you only get an hour. So you really have to gauge your time accordingly. So, I mean, I made the sacrifice for probably two interviews as opposed to one just with the time I had mm. to get Rose. But I'm glad I did. But I just – I remember leaving that day thinking, damn, I wish damn, I would have got a little I, I could have got a little bit more. So I ended up getting Rose. I got Anthony Pettis and was that it? No, hold on. I got Felder, Joanna, Rose. Okay. Hey, no, I didn't get her. And yeah, that was it. I think I think I only got four total. So um, you know, I normally like I remember last year at UFC two eighteen, I got like a ton. And this one, it just it's just the way it works out. And uh, yeah, it didn't end up. Uh, I mean, I still I was happy with the interviews, but I, I didn't get as much as I would have liked. But I was still happy with the interviews. Um, what about what about you? Who did you? Yeah, so when Khabib first, I was like, just yeah. based on what I'd been doing, numbers. And he and by the way, Khabib does numbers. Like if you people who are watching this in mm. North America might think that he's you know he's, he's well known to the hardcore MMA base, but overseas. He does huge hits. Like you watch my prospect videos. Anytime they're with him, they're at least twenty thousand views. Yeah, minimum. it's crazy. But I will say this. Yeah. Max Holloway had more numbers than Khabib for me this week. I yeah, do not, I don't know why. I literally don't know why. I'd like open it's fresh account, content. Max yes. Holloway and 
Max Holloway open workout and Max Holloway interview did way more than well, way not way more, but did more than Khabib, and that surprised me. Yeah. So I did I did Khabib, I did Max, I did Yuana. I got a good round. I just got dealt a good hand. Like yeah. sometimes you just you sometimes you have to wait. Sometimes yeah. someone's just started an interview, but it seemed like every time I went to a new person, that person was just finishing and then I was on. So yeah. I got like Khabib, Max, Juana, Alec into Kovalkiewicz, um, Felder, like pretty much everyone I wanted. So I was really happy with that. So that's Thursday. And then, you know, media, 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 media. No, 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 no. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on, hold on. Hold on. you didn't let me finish it. That was Thursday media day. Okay. So I'll tell you what I did after that. Um, I talked to Calvin the day before Calvin Cater and uh, Calvin saw my interview with Kyle and he's like, Hey man, I'd love to do something like that with street fighter and whatever. Uh, Cause you know, uh, those who haven't seen it, I basically just played street fighter and uh, we filmed it with Kyle Bokniak. So Calvin wanted to do one. So the problem is though, and I don't know why they did this uh, Jim, but the fighter hotel is actually further away from the arena than our hotel is. Um, mm. So I had to, so I basically left Barclays, walked all the way from Barclays to um, the Marriott, which is where Calvin was staying. And I'll just, I'll, I'll tell you my perspective. Then we'll get into the McGregor thing. So, I'm walking with Steve. Steve loves video games like I do. So he helped me actually – shout out to Steve Jeffrey, by the way. He's the one who helped me film all those video game interviews I did. So mm-hmm. a big shout out to him. So Steve and I are walking, and Brooklyn's it's, – it's a pain in the ass to get around. Like there's so many like narrow, like streets that go diagonal and all this stuff. It's, 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 it's not the easiest thing. Anyways, it took us about – I want to say like 15 minutes to get there. We get to the Marriott. There's police everywhere. And I'm like, what the heck? And I check my phone, and Tyson, Calvin's manager, is like, man – Check this out. We uh, there, there's been the Connor like attacked the bus with all these people. And I'm like, what the mm. hell? And I didn't think much of it at the time, but when I saw the police at the hotel, it was crazy. And then I hear from Tyson, get this, man. So th- this is this is how crazy the, the brawl is. I don't know if people know this. So initially, when they went to the media day, uh, Calvin was in the same bus as Khabib. Right. Okay. On the way back, they assumed that they were going to be on the same bus as Khabib, but then they were told at the last minute for some reason they're like, no, you got to go in the other bus. Guess where Calvin was sitting, where Michael oh, Chiesa was sitting. Wow. So the crazy thing is that could have been Calvin who could have been off the card this Saturday. Had I mean, because with what happened with the glass breaking and everything, so it's kind of crazy to think. And it's funny, like I talked to did Tyson. They say, did they say why they switched up the buses? Right? No, I think uh, he. I can't. He, he. I don't know if he said specifically. Maybe he did, and I just forgot. But mm-hmm. I, I don't remember him saying a specific reason. But he told me that yeah, they were supposed to be on that bus. Uh, so imagine like how that could have shaped up as far as everything that happened. Anyways. I, we got to get to your your end of things because it's yeah. quite interesting what happened because you were like kind of right near it. What happened? Yeah, one hundred percent. So uh, here's the play by play, the stare downs, yeah. and then then it's like a media day. It's like a, it's not a mad rush to get your content up, but you want to be like getting the first few videos up pretty quickly, especially course, yeah. with your big hitters. So yeah. I'm sitting there like stare downs first. That, that's the way I do. It. I always go stare downs, and then my biggest interview. Yeah, that, that's how I think I've kind of worked it out over the years. So I'm sitting down there processing. To my left, I have Abby Subon, Matt Clark. Yeah. One seat down from him, Oscar Willis, Matt Clark. We're just sitting there all editing. Next thing I know, I hear a bang. And I'll hit the table. Sorry about that. Bang. A door being like flung open. And I see like 20 people, mostly dressed in black, but mostly tracksuits, running in. And for some reason, I don't know, maybe it was just instinct. I just whipped my card out of the laptop, picked up my camera, stuffed it in. I was like, I didn't even know what was going on. I thought, like, I don't know. Yeah, like, that's the journalist instinct mentality. I was literally, there. I just had no idea what I was doing. But then I just started running. It wasn't totally perfect. I'm not, it wasn't Clark Kent here turning yeah. into Superman. But right. I, I knocked out my microphone on my on my camera. Yeah. So every the video I did actually shoot didn't end up having sound because like my uh, jack was like was off, in, so oh, it's just static. Yeah, MMA journalist problems right yeah. there. Yeah. 
Oh, we've been there when we've been yeah. doing it. We just talked about we just talked about that before we got on here. It's kind of interesting. Anyways, yeah. continue anyway. the story because it's very interesting. Yeah. So then all these people are rushing in. I see Connor there. I'm like, oh my god, what is happening? And that's when I started filming. And then so they rush in. Now, what, what I didn't mention was that all the fighters who just completed the stare downs were moved um, about 30 feet to the right where there was an elevator down into the bells of the arena mm-hmm. where they were getting packed into coaches to leave to go back to the fighter hotel. Now, when Connor and his crew came in, uh, yeah, I'll say it. I mean, th- th- it's fact and people can see it on video. There's UFC PR staff along there with them, mm-hmm. directing them into the elevator. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, did, did, they, point, did they want I mean, this to happen? This is on my video, so I'm not, I, I've got no qualm saying it. There's yeah. one point in my video where Connor actually walks, goes past the elevator, and he gets called back. Now, but, th- th- this is a, this is an interesting point here because Dana, made, like, if, if you watch what he says, it contradicts what Jim's just saying here in a way because didn't he make it out like it was the Mac Life who sort of orchestrated all this? Well, is, is that's that what? what he's saying. Yeah. Um, um, allegedly, and like I want to add the word yeah, allegedly, sure, yeah, allegedly, allegedly, allegedly here. This is what, this is my version. Of, this is my version of events. I'm sitting down. I pick up my camera. I start filming. I see Connor. Load of people I recognize. Key and Cowley. Um, you know, I won't say names. Yeah, know, yeah, you of know course, who yeah, they yeah, are. Yeah. You know who they are. Charlie Ward. Like he's, you could hardly miss the guy mm-hmm. running in. They get directed by people to the elevator. Mm-hmm. Just go check my video out. It's on MMA YouTube, yeah. and you'll see them. And the last, you know, the last person to walk into that elevator down with Connor's UFC PR stuff. So maybe they wanted. I mean, allegedly, speculation. Allegedly, allegedly were saying this was a whole setup. I don't think it was. I no. think, to be honest, if you if you want my honest, God's honest opinion, yeah. UFC PR stuff were there. If I was them. Yeah, twenty hoodlums from like Ireland. Yeah, I'm probably not gonna try and. Speak. No, no, of course not. That's and it was a woman as well. So yeah, like, exactly. Yeah. I, 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 I'm a man, and I wouldn't even dare like try and fucking stop them. So, um, so we know we know what happens. It's just like let's be. I just sometimes I get very frustrated when like this picture gets painted sometimes by Dana about a situation, and it's not hundred percent like factual. Right. So let's let's talk about the so obviously we know what everyone's seen the video if you haven't you know what you know the throwing stuff and mm. obviously we, we see all these people off the card as a result Michael Chiesa gets cut Ray Borg gets glass in his eye um, you know there, there's all these things Reed a UFC official uh, I guess or someone who works for the UFC you know broke his hand apparently actually I can verify that because there was a guy in the cast we yeah, saw that we yesterday saw him, man. yeah we, like, we, we saw, saw him, yesterday. him the day before yeah. and he was fine yeah and then I saw him the next day and he's got a cast on his head so so all this happens. And uh, here's an interesting thing from a media perspective, So, which is already kind of a gray area as it is. We mentioned the Mac Life. So the Mac Life, mm. for those who don't know, is Conor McGregor's media outlet that gets approved to UFC events. Talk about like a weird conflict of interest there and to a certain degree. But because of this whole melee, melee they are banned now. Are they banned like for good or are they just banned like for this event? What do we know about this? Is there anything we do know? I do know. Like, you know. What are you allowed to say? Know. Let's I don't put it that know. way. Not, it's not I'm not allowed to say anything, mm. so I don't want to say anything incorrect. I'm, right, I'm right. Like, you, uh... Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line 
prop or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow. I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. Uh, I'm very careful now. Like, no, no, of the course. The one thing I've learned, well, maybe we'll talk about this later, yeah. is like, you've got to be 100%. Yeah. Like, the story always comes out. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I just don't, I don't know, quite know what to say. I'm allegedly one of them let them in. Uh, I've not talked to that person yet. So until and and that's another like tip like never take anything someone else said as practical. Right. Go speak to the person. Yeah, I'm not spoken to that person yet, so I don't okay. really want to comment on it. No, okay, but fair I, enough. I, I, knew, I do know that two of them were sat down next to me editing video. So that three of them are credentialed. Two of them were sat next to me when it ha- when they burst in. But they weren't at the weigh-ins yesterday. They haven't been to a media event since the what Yeah, and there would have been two things. There was the early morning weigh-ins and then the real weigh-ins in the presser yesterday. So that, that's also worth noting. Um, they also didn't cover any of the court case. Right. Well, yeah. Obviously, but I'm not – you know what I'm saying, right? Maybe. Yeah. Now, let me ask you this. So all this happens Thursday. All this is going down. So so just to give my version of like, you know, kind of on my end of things what happened. So I ended up going to the hotel, shooting the video with Calvin. Um, did I get anything else that day? I think it was just the one shoot with Calvin. I tried to get Mike Rodriguez. It just didn't work out. Um, I think that was it as far as interviews for that day. We just got the one and then I was starving, got some lunch and then came back and had to edit. And thank God I got to give Jim props here. So they have really good wide quality. Uh, no offense, not very good Wi-Fi here. So I, so we, so we, we went across the street and, uh, even Jim, hotel, bro, even hotel and broke 90 up. Yeah. Super good <laughs> Wi-Fi. So that literally saved me hours yeah. uh, as far as, you know, I mean, cutting up stuff. Cause I had to cut up all my media day interviews and also cut up the interview I did with uh, Calvin playing street fighter or sorry, playing mortal Kombat. And, uh, so anyways, all this sort of happens, whatever. Now, do you, is there a thought in your head? Cause I saw you at the hotel after that. Now, were you thinking at that point to go to the courthouse? Cause I know some people like Aaron, our friend uh, from TSN, he ended up doing that. Ariel went there. Was there ever a yeah. thought there? Or were you just like, thinking, you know what? I'll just be on standby. The thing was with this fight, with, there was loads of dice you had to throw. You had yeah. to take, you had to make decisions and decisions meant time. And time was like precious uh, these, these last few days because you needed to be active. If you wanted to maximize what was happening from a media perspective, you needed to be creating content. And a lot of the time, unfortunately for all of us, we were sat for hours doing nothing. Yeah. Um, so what happened to me after that was, uh, and, and I guess this is probably good for the podcast and relevant, is that yeah. I'm a freelancer, right? So yeah. in the UK, pretty much a lot of the papers and a lot of the big news outlets know my number. Right. So as soon as something goes down, like Conor McGregor jumping into a cage or Conor McGregor throwing something through a bus, mm. they come to me. They're right. like, okay, what have you got for us? So yeah. my, like, you can just imagine my inbox just went crazy. I, did, I can't remember how many radio spots I've done. I've done 
Uh, I was on TSN with Aaron. Yeah, which um, is uh, huge in just, Canada, the biggest sports network. So yeah, so I mean, just countless stuff. Like independent wanted me to do like almost hourly video updates for them, just sending yeah. them video, like talk to us about what's happening. Mm-hmm. And that that for me this week has been a massive thing I've learned of like what I really enjoy is literally just sitting in front of a camera for like five minutes and giving people that on in and around Brooklyn, yeah yeah on the ground like reaction like not only what's happened but how does it feel what's the sentiment what could happen next who's who who's moving where because sometimes i can imagine when you're sitting at home that's the, that's the picture you don't get it's like yeah. just paint me the picture of what everything looks like whilst you're there so you'll notice with me i didn't do anything conor mcgregor related um and that's not because i didn't want to do it i mean there was part of me was like you know i should do a reaction video this and that mm. i'm more concerned at least at the time i was of getting my content up and doing that and yep. i have the luxury you know being here with uh, with flow combat because hunter uh, he's doing all yeah. that so yeah. i let hunter do that and, and just uh no and, and that's fine because like yeah. he knows i'm doing i'm trying to get original content trying to get unique stuff i let him handle all the connor stuff so people are watching this and they're like was this week stressful for you it wasn't that bad because like i'm kind of doing my own thing i'm trying to do different stuff than everyone else because everyone's going to do connor stuff everyone's going to do this and mm. that and and hunter sort of covered that for flow so that's why i didn't do any reaction videos i thought about it trust me i was like you know what i should maybe take some time do this or whatever but uh no i decided to uh, to not do that and uh yeah i mean I, the bases are being covered for flow that's the thing is said. right the thing is and people can sometimes criticize oh you're so get this when i was at the press conference the other day i asked dana about connor <laughs> i said like you've just said connor's not planning to be here like did you tell him not to be here and the amount of people that came onto my twitter were like just stop talking about connor he's not relevant yeah and, and then, then of course, yeah, yeah exactly. so it's like but it's like you have to as a media member and like, i really respect what you do because it is unique and it is yeah. cool but like as a media outlet but you, as you said, you have the luxury of two of you being there. You have yeah. to cover content. Yeah, exactly. That's, we're here to report news. And that's like what you're doing is kind of putting the cherry on top of the cake because it's like, yeah, you can have all the baseline stuff. But here's something extra. Here's something special. Yeah. And it's like no one else has this. And that's, that's, that's good. That's a great way to do this. That's a really good way to do it from Folk Combat. So now remind me now Thursday evening because I remember – okay, so Jim and I are like literally working at the hotel across the street. I get all my stuff done. Mm. And I'm, I'm going to go out this night because it's like, you know what? Who knows if I'm going to get a chance to do this. So I hit up a barcade. People know I'm a big you know retro gamer and all that. And we ended up going uh, downtown to, uh, to you know check out a, a comedy show and all that in Manhattan. So um, you know I wanted to make the most of that night. Now I remember talking to you. Um, you were like, I got to be on standby in case something happens. So what, what was your Thursday night like? I'm curious because I don't even know at this point. What did you end up doing? Yeah, sucked, I know because you have to kind of wait around. I was literally in a hotel, um, just sat there on the fast Wi-Fi, doing radio shows, doing shooting videos, doing like Skype calls. Like, it was just crazy. It was just crazy. Like I said, like when you're the point guy, and pretty much is is only like, well, it's only me from the UK here, right? Yeah, I'm literally the only guy. That's so true. I'm, like, I'm, I didn't like, even think point, of that. I'm literally the point guy. Yeah, like, and that's why everyone kind of came to me on the BBC World Radio, like just everything. Everyone wanted to, say, and I couldn't do it all, to be honest with you. Yeah. Um. So it was, it was like a, it was crazy. I think you that, that night, night uh, I got into my bed at like half three and woke up at like, hot, like about twenty minutes past four, like panicking because I'd lost fifty minutes. Like that's how crazy <laughs> it was, right? Yeah. Um, and then of course the next day we have the early morning weigh-ins and oh, we, you know, love like, the early morning weigh-ins. Right? Yeah, it's well that that's what's so funny about covering these fight weeks is that like usually Thursday you have media day, so you have a lot of content you have to put up, and usually mm. you know you want to go out after that, so you're you're up super late, and then uh, and then you got the early morning weigh-ins, which normally they're at like eight, they were at nine then, and you think you know, and honestly the the, the way the weigh-ins were going, I mean I'll kind of just fast forward, so you know the, the early morning weigh-ins happen at the Marriott at the Fighter Hotel. 
um, you, you're like me. You like to get there super early to get a good spot. Yeah. You actually had the best view. I mean, I saw your videos I, and I was like, shit, I should have gone. Never, like, I never. I literally wouldn't. I would always be the first person. Me yeah. And John Morgan, I'd like. Yeah. You know, always there. Always there first. So, so the wins. Yeah. So the wins are going on. One thing that always kind of annoys me. It's kind of you know just first world problems, I guess, for journalists. They never have plugs there. So literally, like, oh. I'm trying to edit on the fly, but my battery's dying. So you have to kind of you know uh, keep that in mind first when you're editing. So the wins are happening. And you know, we everyone's going, and it's going like silky smooth as oh, far man, as like like everything. Well. And you're thinking this is going all well and all this stuff. And then we find out in the middle of it that Max Holloway is deemed unfit by the commission. Which, by the way, I see later that they didn't even have a doctor make that call. It was just the commission. Did you see that? It wasn't a doctor. It was one person on the commission. So it wasn't even like the New York State Athletic Commission took a stand against Max Holloway cutting the weight. It was one one of the officials who was oh we went and like just checked on him. It was like okay, no, you're you're looking on well. Yeah, you got, you're not allowed to cut the weight. That's it, fight off. And like Max wanted to cut the weight. He got down to 159. Yeah, and I don't. We we don't know what yeah, he yeah. like. So maybe that may like. And again, it's like I haven't talked to Max. I haven't talked to the official that pulled him off. So I'm I can't, not going to give a very strong opinion on it. It sounds ridiculous on the face of it. But what are we doing? Maybe that official went and saw Max, and he was looking like really bad. Yeah, we don't know. To be so exactly. Yeah. So do you know? Do you know yeah, yeah. That's what I was talking about earlier. Like sometimes you can take things at first glance, and it sounds ridiculous. But maybe it was a good call. Yeah, we we don't know. So anyways, all all this stuff's happening with the weigh-ins. You know, uh, basically from my perspective, you know, I'm filming to make like a highlight pack. And then if there's anything like unique that happens for a particular win, like yeah. for example, um, you know, uh, like I got, I got Brandon Moreno weighing in because mm. he just needs to get paid. I thought that was kind of interesting, you know, just showing him weighing in and being like, he's got to get paid even though his fight's off. So all this is happening and I'm basically editing on the fly as all this is going on. Cause usually like you think, you know, the weigh-ins are two hours and you think, oh, you'll get out at a good time. But it's all, they always run late. It's like a given. So you just have to be mindful of that. But anyways, so we find out Holloway's out. And literally, just like you guys at home on Twitter and everything like that, we're getting updates on Twitter everywhere. You're live streaming all this. And we're waiting around. And, you know, let, let's just sort of talk about that. Like mm. us not knowing. The UFC is supposed to make a statement and they keep saying it's going gonna, it's gonna to happen. I mean, we didn't. We were there till like, I think like 2 o'clock. Yeah. Like, I mean, it got to the... I don't, I don't, I don't know. I think I was sleep deprived at that point. Uh, yeah. I shut down my Facebook live stream for some reason. I don't know why. I just started Instagram living it. Yeah. You remember that? We yeah. had about five Instagram live sessions, which, which was good fun. Which is a record, I'm sure. Yeah. It, it was good fun as well. Um, yeah. I mean, it, it was just a crazy way. And I mean, I like looking at the back at the content I produced from that, I didn't actually produce like a Wayne's highlight because it was so like fragmented yeah. in how things played out. It wouldn't have made sense if like I just put my video up. Yeah. No, I agree. So I just um, cut a few like videos. Like I think that my most viewed was like Anthony Pettis making 155.2. Same with it me. It got like 85,000 views. <laughs> and it's like, it's totally irrelevant. I know. He's I not know. fighting. He yeah. made a hundred. So what? Anthony Pettis weighed in. And like we have, like, it's just, it's been like that this week, hasn't it? Yeah. And, and so, you know, we, all these fighters weigh in. We don't know who's going to fight. We're checking Twitter. We're mm. seeing updates and stuff like that. The UFC sort of keeps coming out and teasing us saying, hey, they're going to make hey, just one more minute. Yeah, just, just one more minute. Just hey, one, hey, it's going to make an announcement. Just one more so it's funny, like, I, and I mentioned about my, my laptop losing uh, battery life. So I'm like running back to like charge it and try and edit. Cause like, I want to do work while I'm waiting. Like I don't want to just sit around. So I actually had to get Jim. I was like, Jim, if you see anything, actually Jim filmed my Anthony Pettis thing for me. Cause my laptop was charging. Use, that, that's uh, that, that's uh, that's some teamwork. Ta- right that's there. the terrible camera work. Jim Edwards. No, was it's uh, <laughs> I couldn't zoom in. I was switching yeah, it. No, no, no. Stuff. You didn't need to zoom in. It was, it was all good. It all worked out. But uh, yeah, so, so this is all happening. So yeah, they come, then finally the official comes out and says, Hey, Listen, how, do you guys want to meet up at like 2.30 and we'll make an announcement? And John Morgan pipes no. in. And I don't blame him because he's, no. like, he's like, look, man, 
like if the soon as, as soon as you guys know let us know because we you know we want to be the first to break the story we don't want it to get leaked out so good on john for kind of making that call yeah. but at this point from my perspective i'm with i'm there with hunter I'm like dude i gotta eat lunch and i gotta do this uh shoot with greg rubello doing the any plan is playing the nhl 94 so i kind of made that call where i was like you know what i'm gonna grab some lunch I'll come back and sure enough after lunch I come back I see you in the hotel lobby and you're and I'm like what's going on and you're like oh now they said they're just gonna email us a statement so there's a lot of media who's had to sit there for hours just waiting on the announcement yeah so the option was so yesterday the option was you go to the early morning weigh-ins and stay yeah. or you go to the courthouse for McGregor yeah and speak to the, the people that were at the courthouse they were like damn we should have been at the early weigh-ins you speak to the people at the early weigh-ins they're like damn i should have been at the courthouse so yeah essentially what happened there was just a lot of like i was saying earlier it's like a lot of waiting around feeling like wasting time there wasn't anything to get no like, everyone that was at the courthouse like i don't know if you watched the conor mcgregor like um uh, the actual like appearance but yeah, it was, it was quick it was a beautiful live stream it was like 4k yeah i know <laughs> it was like 4k i'm sitting there just like watching that and like you're like obviously you can actually use that content because it's public content yeah you can literally just download it two seconds afterwards and upload it so it was like true, actually yeah. <laughs> there was no reason to be there yeah and, like, he literally like, the people that were there got like i think aaron bronstein or tsn he was like oh man look at this video i got a connor and it's it's not even one second of him in the camera he just walks yeah behind no. someone else no it's true and uh and yeah and then so i mean and then as all this is going on, uh, you know, I'm doing the shoot with Greg Rebello. I come back, I do some more work, and I'm kind of just checking social media just on a whim, seeing what the latest is. And, then, of course, we find out Ally Quinto. When did you find out about Ally Quinto? I know a few people in Al's team. Oh, so, so, like, they, so you knew ahead of I time. kind of, like, knew that it was working. Obviously, when, like, it's not as easy, and sometimes I can wonder how people do it. It's just, like, these guys are trying to sort out contracts in, like, the heat of the moment. And I am texting them, and I often feel guilty texting them. They must have so many people trying to contact them. Mm -hmm. But yeah, like I had, I knew a few people on our team, and they were like, "Yeah, it looks like it's going to be out." Yeah, that's all I got. And then it was like, so then I, that means like when you have that, I was just said to Damon, who like big shout out to Damon Martin, who works on my site MMA Knit, because he's kind of been in the background, like just almost like gluing all the pieces of like separate content I've been putting up together, mm -hmm. and like he's been like fact checking. It's just really useful to have someone kind of like away and remote working that can help you piece it all together. Anyway, I just said to him, like, look, this, we're, we're probably going to see this fight. And then I think he went away as well and, and confirmed it as well. So um, he already had the article written up. And, like, it's just it's just stuff like that. We, we were pretty hot on that, the IKIN stuff. Yeah. And so that all happens. We ended up going out last night to the Middle Easy Meetup, which uh, again, if you're if you're media and you're here, it's good networking opportunity, good to sort of swap mm -hmm. stories, see what's going on. We had a really good time last night. And, the press uh, conference was first. Day. Oh yeah, that's right. Sorry, sorry, because I didn't go. I actually went yeah. for a nap. So again, Hunter I went to that. Hunter went to uh, Hunter Homestead. Shout out to Hunter from Full Combat. He went to the presser. I went back for a nap because I was up the night before, and the nap was uh, was great. I got uh, you know a couple hours of sleep because uh, I knew I was going to be up that night. So yeah, tell me about the presser as far as that uh, from your perspective. From my perspective, oh man. I told you what happened, right? I can't remember. Maybe. So, uh, RDA Covington. Okay, yeah. Oh, right, the question. Yeah, Yeah, man, it kills me. Yeah. It kills me. Absolutely kills me. So, obviously, you'll know before, uh, Khabib, uh, Al, and Dana did, like, a mini little press conference before. Yeah. Yeah. So, when that ended, I was then straight into the laptop, starting editing, like, trying to, like, sort it out and get it uploaded. Of course, while this is all happening, the other press conference starts... And then I get handed the microphone second. I didn't signal for the microphone. Mm -hmm. After John Morgan asked his questions and everyone had been introduced, obviously it had been reported by that like ESPN, MMA fighting, everyone and their everyone and their dog earlier in the week, the Commons is fighting RDA in Brazil. So then 
unfortunately that got switched and it got announced as the press conference started right which i mean who, and i should a i should have seen that and b i should have been listening to john morgan who asked about it to begin with but okay. i was just too busy in the edit yeah and then i got handed the microphone first question dana like are you sure about i pretty much just said are you taking any safety precautions ahead of like taking holby back to brazil right and, like dana white was just like you idiot this fight just got announced for chicago yeah, so then, I mean, okay, and look, in, in Jim's defense, I mean, there is, I mean, when you're when you're on these fight weeks, you're so busy doing stuff. Like sometimes you miss things. Like you know, even yeah. even uh, like like I don't think what people realize, and I've talked about this before, when you're covering events and you're doing the interviews in the back, sometimes like yeah. you miss things in fights miss because fights. yeah, because you're you like let's mm. say oh hey we've got uh you know we've got such and such after their fight and then they do a media scrum and there's mm. another fight going on, so it's you're, you're having to multitask. It's not as easy as people think when they're like oh what an idiot this and that. It's like you try and do it, you guys. Like yeah. seriously, it's not. Easy. I, and to be quite fair, like, I didn't get too, I didn't, I didn't have too many people being awful about it. But like, you know, when you're in that moment, you can either do one or two things. You can like totally sink and then just be like, oh, pass the microphone on. But then yeah. afterwards, like, oh, you're, you're okay, a yeah. like just went straight to Leon Edwards and like just, um, like talk about like a press conferences. Like you, you ask questions sometimes. Like yeah. how do you? um approach that do you do you you write like a list of questions down like i know some people do no i uh and i don't i don't um and people might be surprised to hear this even going into media day i don't really i i don't i don't really i don't i don't really yeah i don't i i kind of want it it, it's two reasons number one it make it's forcing you to listen it's forced it's forcing you to listen to their answers more Mm. and two like i just sort of always i do so many interviews that i sort of have like a couple in the bag that i sort of rely on Honestly, when I do the press conference, I think of two things. The first thing I think is, is I don't want to say anything stupid because there's so many people on the live stream. So that's number one. I want to make sure if I ask a question, it's going to be something good. Um, and number two, um, yeah, I just want to make sure that it's something that's going to be different or something that like you have like basically when you go to these things, you have to have like 20 questions kind of in your head that you have to make up on the fly because John Morgan's going to ask 10. Yeah, because exactly, exactly. So you always have to sort of be prepared for that. But um, mm. no, I, I like doing the press conference stuff, but it is a little nerve wracking because like there's so many eyeballs on you. It's not like in a media day thing where like just the fighter can hear you mess up something. This, it's like you've got the fighters, the press, everyone watching on the live stream. So you got to be kind of mindful. It of is what it is, though, man. You got to put yourself out there to uh, like kind of get more known, right? And yeah. Like, I, I don't. I've got no qualms with like making a few mistakes as long as you yeah. own them. Yeah. And like be like, hey, I'm still learning. I'm by no means an expert at this game. I've said it to everyone I talk to. I'm just learning. I've learned so much this week. Um, and I think like, you know, I think you get more comfortable with it. And personally, I don't like, I don't like public speaking, but I keep doing this because I want to overcome it. Yeah. It helps me like, the more and more I do it, the more I feel comfortable. I like, I, I can imagine like me, if I'd done what I did yesterday, a few years ago, I probably would have melted and just been like, uh, and like just tried to pass the microphone on straight away. Yeah. But I like tried to roll with the punch almost. You got it. Well, can't, whatever. Can't, can't show okay, that fear and vulnerability. Move on. And um, yeah, I just think those press conferences, uh, if like, there's anyone watching that like, like you know, thinks like, okay, if I find myself in that situation and uh, going to a press conference, I'd say just, you know, maybe the first few times do think of a few questions you want to ask, but then maybe wait for the mic to go around a few times and then look at what's happened before and then try and yeah, be observant the- though. Like that's a big thing, uh, you know, just try and try and try and kind of sort of gauge what questions have been asked, what hasn't been asked. I mean, in the back of my pocket, every single time I go to a presser, Canada's always on my mind. I mean, it should be. Like, I'm a Canadian journalist. 
you know, they, they haven't announced officially anything for this year. So I always kind of have that in the back of my head. But mm. usually it's stuff that's kind of like topical or whatever. So but even if like Kamaru has been spending his whole time chirping at Colby Covington, like the go-to question if I hadn't had a microphone would have been Santiago Ponzinibbio. Like how do you feel about Kamaru Usman? Like literally not saying a word about your fight, but literally just focusing on Colby Covington. Like it's just things like that, like observe. And that, that's the number one tip, I think. If you ever, like if you are covering these events for the first time or you're not that experienced covering events, go to an event. And be in observement. Yeah. Watch what other people do. Watch people like John Morgan. Watch Ariel. Watch people that like Lynch as well. Like people that have been on the beat for a long time. Another guy, Danny Austin, yeah. like a veteran, like proper newspaper, a proper newspaper journalist. Yeah. No, those... Watch how they act. How watch how they speak to people. Watch how they interact with people and what they do do, and also note what they don't do. I um, agree. That's my top tip. I, I like I like the advice. Uh, we're gonna quickly go here to the chat and wrap things up here. Uh, you know we got the card in about eight hours here, so there isn't. A, if you yeah, guys want to see I'm a preview of the card? Sure. Yeah, go check out uh, Jim's stuff on it. <laughs> um, um, so let let's see. Oh wow, we got a lot of things on here. Uh, Frosty the Snowman uh, says the noise in the camera adds to the ambience in the show. Thank you. Thank you. That's good to hear. Uh, he says I bet the UFC low, had a lowballing contest between Pettis and Raging Al. I don't think so. I don't think so. I don't think Al would have settled for a lowball. Yeah, uh, he says Khabib says he's fighting for history. What is he talking about? Uh, would he be the it's, first? It's history, man. Well, well, history in the sense that is he? Would he be the first Muslim fighter to win a UFC title? Mm, I don't want to go there. I no, but, so. but I, I don't think I don't. I don't Maybe. recall. I don't recall. Anyways, uh, we'll, we'll, have to, we'll have to fact check that. In the last five years, he's fought Daryl Horcher, Michael Johnson, Ezra Barboza. If he wins tonight, he will be a phony champ. I don't agree with that. Khabib's fought some tough guys. I mean, Michael Johnson had come off the win over Poirier. That was big, and uh, you know he sort of mauled him. Uh, we're not going to read that other comment. A little bit uh, racist there. Blah, 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 blah. Uh, it's okay. How crazy with this week? It was pretty crazy. Um, there was more coverage at the courthouse than there was uh, than there was out on the way, way in. Maybe Connor's a bigger star now. You have it not for the right reasons. Uh, what do we got here? Uh, a lot of stuff retracted. You people uh, spamming this thing. What's going on here? Uh, here's what I don't understand. Why was the commission monitoring Max's? I don't understand. Hey, they always do. They yeah, always they do. They always have to have like checks in with like how things are going. So in the morning, especially when they wake up. Um, so actually, when they first get to the event, they get weighed in. Mm. Uh, like 24 hours before, I think they have another way in. It's just a mon- con- constant monitoring of their weight. Um, and then, of course, they probably would have waited him again in the morning. They decided yeah. to pull him. And by the way, uh, Frosty the Snowman is the one who's asking these questions. Frosty, man, you, you always tune into my stuff. I really appreciate it. Uh, he asked, why didn't Max fight at 159, still under the 161 limit? Something doesn't sound right. Uh, but, it depends on how he got pulled for being unwell. Yeah, well. you got, yeah, exactly. That, that's, that's sort of what it was there as far as all that goes. And plus, I think um, – well, I guess they still could have made it for the title. Just Max couldn't have won it. I mean, what's the incentive for Max? I don't know. Uh, what do we got here? It says Max uh, could have given Khabib uh, whooping, being a couple pounds heavier. I don't think he'd give him a whooping. It was it would be a close fight for sure. But uh, um, da, 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 da. we got somebody calling me uh, the p-word. That's okay. <laughs> Thanks for watching. Thanks for the view. Um, I heard they made Al sign a new deal in order to fight this extortion by the UFC. It's what they're trying to do to James Vick, and they're going to starve him into a bad deal. Well, I don't know if you know anything about – did Al have to sign a new contract? Do we know that? I don't know that. Yeah, we'll, know. we'll have to, we'll have to investigate that. Yeah, it's um, a good question. Maybe we'll ask it tonight. Exactly. Um, da, 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 da. So I know he only just signed another new deal before this fight, right? Look at this idiot here trying to uh, talk crap to people in the chat, man. Come on, man. You gotta, you gotta find better things to do. How do you think the UFC will figure things out if Al wins tonight? That's a good question from Joseph B. What do you Ugh. think? 
well, we got no, we got no answers at the press conference yesterday. Supposedly no. he's the UFC champion and he's going to get a belt put around his waist, but he's not going to be the UFC champion. That right. makes any sense. But then again, we do have another, another UFC lightweight champion, Conor McGregor. Oh, and by the way, we have an interim UFC lightweight champion. I thought Tony Johnson. got stripped, though. What happened there? I don't know. Does anyone know? No one knows. <laughs> All right. I think we got the questions here. Jim, let's wrap things up here. Nice. Um, you know, it's uh, so glad to get you on here on the show. Uh, you know, you're doing some great work. I think uh, when it comes to the UK scene and just in general, I mean, I, I, I think I think one thing that you and I sort of have in common is the hustle. You know, uh, I think you really if you want to, you know, make some money out of this, not like it's not like we're trying to be millionaires here. No. But if, if you want to do a good job at the sport and you want to sort of make a name for yourself, you got to hustle. We all make mistakes. We all have, you know, things that we sort of go through in this industry. But uh, but no, it's good. You're, you're doing some you great work. And criticism. Yeah. And, and, and oh, yeah. And that's and a big thing, too. To learn. Yeah. And we both get, you know, crapped on all the time for various reasons. But uh, you just you got to have a thick skin in this industry if you want to mm. survive. And don't take stuff personally. Don't act unprofessional. Like, just just leave. I You know, mm. someone wrote something shitty, hit the mute button. Exactly. And I think, like, maybe, especially like a year ago, I would have been confrontational. And I always used to go after people. And I was like, because I thought at the time, like, oh, if I let people, like, try and, like, just send bad stuff to me and I don't acknowledge it and stuff like that, they'll think they'll keep on doing it because they'll trample them. It's like a bully, right? Yeah. Actually, on social media, it's almost the opposite. You don't, like, if you just ignore the people, mute them, mm. they go away. That's because true. All they want is attention. And if yeah. you don't give them attention, you starve them at their auction. And so it's, that, that's, a, that's a really good way of putting a, it. That's a good way to do it. Good stuff. Uh, just remind people where they can get a hold of you on social media. Anything you got coming up that they can check out before the fight? And uh, anything you got coming up maybe next week uh, that people can check out? Our preview show. Which oh, yeah, 100%. I, which I'm praying has been processing while we've been Yes, it. yes. That will be up shortly on MMAnit.com. There's a load of videos on there, as always. Um, very, very cool thing today. I did an interview, a Skype interview with uh, Ally Kinter two years ago today. Literally two oh, the wow. oh, I saw you put that up on the April channel. April 7th, 2016. Um, Ally Kinter talking about fighting Khabib Nurmagomedov. It's, it's a funny video. It's, it's only a short clip, but go watch that. Um, you can find me at MMA underscore Jim on everywhere. And guys, if you have the chance, check out my interviews over on Fightful. I've been doing some stuff while I'm here. The video game one has been getting a lot of good feedback. I want to hear your feedback on that. I want to do more of that stuff. Try and uh, think outside the bubble as far as interviews go. Uh, and check out all my coverage this week at UFC 223 up on the flowcombat.com. Uh, this week, um, I'm going to be having a lot of stuff for the UFC Glendale card. I've done a bunch of interviews for that that, are, that you can find on uh, both on Fightful and on uh, um, SIMMA and Fansided. So check those out. And we'll be back this Thursday for another episode. Back at our normal time. Apologies for moving this around. Apologies for the no no mic in the webcam and the ambient noise, but uh, we wanted to make this happen. And I'm so glad I got Jim because uh, he's been doing some great work here this week. So we'll uh, see you on Thursday, guys. And uh, thanks everyone for watching as I uh, close the window there. And now I'm trying to close it here good. And uh, have a good weekend, guys. Enjoy the card tonight. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.